Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Endless Hells podcast. I hope you all keep well who's watching and also listening. I'm joined by William and Ross. How are you both? Very well, mate. Good, mate. Good. I'm back in the where I belong, not in the host chair. <laughs> oh, man, you did, you did fine, you did fine. But here, guys, as you know, we're sponsored now again by Manscaped. They've come back. So this episode of the NSL's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers engineered tools for your family jewels and have engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on the intelligent functionality and incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, has now launched all over Europe and features wireless charging, a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, and comes with additional guard size 1 to 4 to fine tune your trim. And thanks to their advanced skin safe techn- technology, you can now feel confident shaving your balls. So join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for, for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code CELTS at manscaped.com. And the link is in the description below. So get on that deal. We got some fantastic goodies again from them. They're spoilers at the moment, but hey, we'll crack on. And the first can, kind of Can I just one, ask, Steve, first of ahead. all, Stephen? I got told that I had to do that halfway through the episode. <laughs> well, mate, Just in I'm case back. anybody I... thinks I forgot to do it. He bossed it. He bossed it. I mean, I've read I'm shorter back. books, I'm... man. <laughs> it's like a Tolkien novel, to be fair. Well, it has to be done. It has to be done. But here, I want to start with this. Anne's homecoming, this Sydney tour that these glamour friendlies, one of the our darling rivals <laughs> across the city, one of an Australian club, I think it's Sydney as well. So this thing is dragging on in the background, William, people getting on each other's backs, especially over the other side of the city. Their ex-chairman has offered to pay whenever they're getting their prize money, so they pull out. And now you sit back as a Celtic fan, even though when it was announced, we all agreed it was probably not the best thing to do, trying to commercialise the whole kind of old firm trademark. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That we did that tweet. We're not half of anything, but they've kind of ran with it. It was confirmed today they're still using it. Where are you sitting with it now? Uh, I'm not really asked to be honest with you. Uh, they, when I first heard the news, I was a bit like, "What?" And I know I reckon there's a, there's going to be a few comments, and there's a, this is definitely split like opinions, and and I know across the city, they, the, the club actually had to put out. Um, a statement regarding it because I think the the supporters sections um, pretty much going after that about it, but <laughs> I can see the pros and the cons. Uh, I love the fact that it's actually like it's, it's all been advertised as just Andy's homecoming. There's like there's, I, I've not seen much mention of the old fun game or the derby game. It's more Andy's homecoming to Sydney and Celtic uh, going across the water and. Um, I I can understand why people are saying they're putting money in their pockets and all the rest of it, but I'm genuinely not that asked. And I think there's a lot of people that are over there now that obviously are their heritage is from here and they've always wanted to see this game. And it might I know it's a friendly, but they'll never get the chance to see it, and they're getting to see it. So I mean, there's pros in that sense for for these people, and, uh, and it, but it's never going to be a friendly. Uh, I can understand the I can understand the cons as well because it isn't going to be a friendly and tackles could be going in for and like um, we might be missing players for uh, more competitive games because of it. Uh, like I know I can understand I totally understand for both both uh, sides of the argument, and I'm not one for sitting on the fence. But I'm, it's not because 
I don't have an opinion either way. I'm just genuinely not that arsed either way. If it didn't happen, I wouldn't be bothered. It is happening. I'm not that fussed either. Um, like I say, I love the fact that it's all about Angie's homecoming and whenever he speaks about it, he's so passionate about it and you can see how excited he is to go home and uh, and take take us over and take his team over there. So, um, yeah, not much opinion on that. For a podcast, <laughs> isn't it great? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, obviously, before before I come, come to you, Ross Alistair Jack comes in here. Manscaped sponsored the best podcast, but the three boys have no balls between them. That's quite funny, but to be fair, I like that one. Still Still bad, but I mean, Ross, I, I, th- I think I, th- I think William's right. There's all of us now, we kind of give that knee jerk reaction, being like, why, why are we commercializing it? And then you see that, um, Celtic are making, apparently making more money. It's caused a lot of infighting across the city, which is great to see. Let's be honest. We all we all love seeing shit land at their door. As I said, the William, their ex-chairman, Dave King's offered to pay the, the prize money to him to back out of it. It's, it is labelled the Ant's homecoming. Do you think it needs both the Glasgow teams? I, I'm like, William, at the moment, I'm not really too fussed, but this whole the friendly, commercialised type market isn't one that sits well with me. I don't think it needs both teams. Of course it doesn't, but at, at the moment, as it stands, it looks like it is, and if it is, for me, okay, I get like what everybody's saying, like it's lining their pockets, and it is, but they're getting less than us, they're still not going to have as much money as as, as a club, they can't compete with us financially, and that's not going to change it. I'm just pleased I'm like Wally. I'm I'm not that bothered either way. Um, but I'm just pleased that Ange is getting the opportunity to take his team back to Australia and like showcase them, if you like, uh, in the flesh uh, and give the opportunity for both Celtic and Rangers fans who are Scottish that live over there, or Australians or whatever nationality they may be that live there. And ordinarily, wouldn't they get a chance to watch Celtic and Rangers play each other in the flesh? It's possibly, for some guys, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that they'll grasp with both hands. And I'm that way as well that, like, folks say, oh, like, they'll take their bile over there and that. For me, the for the most part, it won't be people who live in Glasgow and the surrounding areas I won't be watch I that. won't be the gutter <laughs> aye but they, they guys will not go and like travel to Australia and what is it November this year coming November, yeah it's November yeah or, or it's this year sorry um, so there's not going to be many guys travelling to Australia in November there will be some but I think for the most part the, the, the fans that will be there are people who are based in Australia Um. So, it's no something that I'm overly fussed about. If Rangers are in it, if they aren't in it, if it gets overturned, if the fairly king pays the money to get them out of it or whatever, fine, do that if he's want. I, I couldn't care less if Rangers are playing there or no, but I think guys over there will enjoy going to that game. And the other thing as well is, Willie was saying there, uh, like say, it'll no be a friendly which I agree with and he's saying we could be without we, can, we might get players injured for more important games but I mean I'm, I'm no fully aware but if that game's in November that's very close to the World Cup will, will the international teams have 
already joined into their camps by that point, and it's probably lesser lesser teams that are, that are certainly not the full strength teams that are going to be playing anyway. When most of them will be away with their countries. Good point. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I've also seen the comments here that Danny Boy has COVID, but wish you a speedy recovery. You and the missus have seen there, so take it easy. Oh, the best, um, there's one of the best, mate. There's a, a lot of people coming in here. I mean, I'll start with Jed. His interview with um Oculus up to the Sport Australia was fantastic. I, was I it with Mark Schwarzer, the, the goalkeeper? But I, I think as well, Danny Boy makes a great point here, William. They'll end up getting fined, obviously breaching the contract and the things. He's aiming at the Sevco, things like that. But you look at this whole, the old firm, this this whole trademark thing. It's come out again in, in the public ads. There's a couple of news, newspaper articles read about it. They're still making cash from it, even though they put out tweets saying we're not half of anything. But they still continue to, to take in the coin where, where it's going to come from, is that trademark. Do you think it's right to come out with tweets like that and kind of, condescend themselves like Celtic the Celtic board always do I think that's a part of the, the frustration with the fans that we're still kind of peddling that trademark yeah no I can understand why people are getting up in arms about that um, at, at the end of the day it's just to make money uh, that's the whole point in it. and they're going to peddle whatever they need to to make the most money so if they're going to use that I mean Sky Sports still uses the term old firm for games and I think we all know it's a derby it's not the same derby Um so I think just to pedal whatever they need to do just to make money, um, they're going to do it. But I do totally agree with the fact that, for me, the biggest thing about it all is it's Andrew's homecoming and it's, that's what it's getting branded as. And I, I totally agree with the fact that you don't need Rangers there for that. He could have still had a big homecoming and a, bit, a big fuss and, and, and promote it without them. But like we said, Ross said it as well, on the other side of the coin, it's the... Um, for the fans over there, the other side of the country, um, they're getting to see this match in the flesh, which would never ever happen. Yeah, and even the ginger media, I'm hoping that's Andrew Durning. You've had a name change there, buddy. But I mean, (laughs) you look at it, Ross, the final point on it, it's the... As I said, the William, it's the money-making factor of people. It doesn't sit well with them. As you said, I mean, the majority of people going to watch this game are going to be Australian. Probably does big Ans Postacoglu fans. Like, we've all seen come from Australia, Japan, wherever he's managed. He, he managed to get a fan for, for himself as well. But you look at the connection. We, were always, we refer to it, well, most of us anyway, as the Glasgow Derby. But then you see our club Celtic still send the old firm in kind of a hush-hush term, which is not... In terms of hush hush, do you mean because they've accepted that Rangers are going to go and play alongside them at that? Yeah, so it kind of comes as a package. Aye, aye, but they're they're not actually publicly saying it's the old firm. But I know, oh, no, that, I, I know that, but they're still <coughs> using the trademark. Do you know what I mean? Bill, are they? Aye. Well, I, I, read, it, I read it in the newspaper. It was literally a question, but it came out really condescending. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I mean, I've, I, I've not seen that myself, to be honest with you, but I'm not saying it's, it's wrong. I'm not saying that. But um, for me, Celtic and Rangers... I know they're not the same club, we all know that, right? They'll not accept it, but in our heads, we all know the reality. But I think at the end of the day, whether it's Rangers old, Rangers new, they're still going to be our biggest rivals. And Definitely. You're not going to change that. And nobody can say that that's not true and that 
we're still no a slight package because of the rivalry. And that rivalry and that on the pitch in the league, the fans will never ever change. And for me, that's why to an extent they come as a package, but in in my head it's now a package which should probably be called the Glasgow Derby rather than the old firm. Yeah, but I totally agree. Other than totally other agree. than that, you're never gonna you're never gonna totally no. eliminate it because it is what it is and it's one of the biggest rivalries, if not the biggest rivalry in world football. Definitely. Yeah. And you take, you, take, you take the game the same way. Me as a fan, <clears throat> I don't oh, see God, any of these games any different to the, the old Rangers. And um and I'm and I'm I'm personally glad of that. I thought that I thought the years when they weren't in their league were no rotten obviously I would still love my club and still like to see them concede and play who and support them against whoever but you, you can't tell me that it's not as it's it's not less exciting with them in it we all, we all look forward to the derby games every year you're putting yeah. you're, you're, you're that, that game in the diary that game Aye. in the calendar and you're telling the wife listen that day is a wife out you're not getting me that day so anyway, you know what I mean we treat it the exact same and it's, the, it's one of the biggest days in the calendar so as much as we're all we all say like it's not the old firm anymore, it's just as exciting and like Ross says, it's the exact same rivalry. Right, and and yeah. also like there's nobody got to tell me honestly, right? And it was fantastic when they weren't in the league watching them go away at the boat and suffer. It was brilliant, and it was fantastic <laughs> slowing them every single time we played them for three or four years. But there's nobody got to tell me that it is not more satisfying mm-hmm. beating a strong Rangers. A league title, like I enjoyed all the league titles, but the ones, like say the one we won at uh, Tanadice in the last day, numerous other titles, I've enjoyed. Whether we like it or no, subconsciously I've enjoyed it more 100%. than the ones that we <laughs> we Brendan Rogers and that there. Where that was... don't get me wrong, it, it made it feel up there still because we were doing treble after treble. But if it had just been the league title and we weren't getting the trebles, I don't think you would have been quite as satisfied as previous. Although Listen, you I still enjoy winning the league. The butterflies are in the tummy, and it doesn't mean as much. Like you can't tell me that last game where we were we trounced on three and a half, we were up <coughs> and a half time, and that everybody's nervous. The butterflies are going. That was much more exciting and exhilarating and meant a lot more than when we were trouncing them 5-1 and 4 nils and all the rest of it when Rodgers was in. 100%. Well, you just need to look at... I wasn't at the last game and beat them 3-0, right? But watching it on the telly and the even the atmosphere in the pub, ah, the way the mental. goals were celebrated, it was different. It mm-hmm. was different for what it has been for a number of years and it was because we are now the... or we were... I don't know if we still are, but we were the underdog and we're beating the odds and it's it's brilliant. It just felt different. That stadium was different that night. I've never seen Definitely. the stadium like that for ages. It was That for me is just epitomises it. <clears throat> I think as well, I mean, what is your, I mean, in the comments, there is some agreement with you. Red Skelton came in and said basically Rangers are the same tribe from the old Rangers, which is correct and they represent <laughs> the same kind of the same kind of values and stuff and even the Ryan Kelly, even the Lanky Sixty Seven, Martin K, Danny Boy, everyone's getting the falls there. But I mean, one final point: 
that wasn't me saying that Celtic are actually coming out on like Twitter or Instagram or their, their website account saying old firm. It's just the fact that the old firm trademark's still alive and it's still kicking. There's cash being made whenever it's used, whether it's Sky Sports, BT, wherever, wherever that name's mentioned, money will be paid to someone. That's a fact. But the way I look at it, just to summarise, is this can be beneficial. I mean, if you're earning millions of quid for two friendly games, possibly more than you would win kind of in, in money ways when you win the SPFL, it makes sense. But at the same time, it's 50-50 for me because I hate the kind of money factor in football, how it takes over everything. It's, it is a conundrum for myself. I, I wouldn't like to see the fans in Australia see the game. 100%. Well, William, what are you going to say? Say many right? times. What if, what, if, what if we do this tour and that pays for Jota or CCV just playing the two games? Sign me up. I'm going myself. Again, it's split down the middle. So it is. And I, I, I don't understand why I put, my, put myself through the torture of being all used to. I really don't. Ross <laughs> cut me down. and I, Is it I? I fucking bastard. I did. You know I honestly, I mean? didn't he? Uh, it wasn't he? Uh, that's <laughs> no my style. I... I'm uh, not sarcastic right. in the slightest. <laughs> Are you? <I? laughs> uh, <laughs> but look, we'll move on. We'll, we'll move on. When, we know for a fact that there at the moment the, the tournament's going ahead, even though there were some rumours saying it was kind of up in the air, but as it stands, it's still happening in November in Sydney. But what is happening at the minute is our international con- contingent at Celtic Park or away of their national teams. And Fair enough, we're talking about globe trapping to Australia. Let's talk about some of the international boys. I mean, we've seen Cal McGregor and Greg Taylor start last night for Scotland. Near Beaton's away. Jack and Marcus got a call-up. Starfield's in the Swedish squad. Juranovic, uh, Rio Hitate, under-21's Abada. Matt O'Reilly got a great call-up for the Danish <coughs> under, under-21's team, Ross. What does this kind of represent at the moment with Celtic Football Club? For me, it looks like we're going in the right direction. Every, all of our players are getting recognised internationally, albeit some of them didn't start, but they're still getting call-ups. It shows they're improving. And it, it kind of shows to me, like especially like Matt O'Reilly, didn't really get much recognition at MK Dons for what he's done. He's came to a more recognisable team, and within three or four weeks, he's in an under-21 squad for Denmark. I think it's fantastic. Aye, it, it just means our team is is doing things right. Simple as that. You, you, you can't... I mean, obviously Celtic's a bigger club than... MK Dons and they're like going to be noticed more. Can you hear me, by the way? Aye. Yeah, it's a funny, funny noise there. I don't know what it was. It's your voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't he? I don't know. It didn't sound like it was working, but God knows. Uh, aye. Uh, where was I? Aye, so Celtic are um, <clears throat> certainly a more renowned team and they're going to be like. They're going to be a more a, a team that's more watched than MK Dons, but I, I mean I think Matt Riley has been excellent for came in and he deserves to get a, a place in the under twenty one squad and a, a lot of the players that are away with that are away with Celtic just now have been going away with it uh, for a number of years with our national teams even when we were garbage last season like <laughs> your McGregor's and stuff. We're all, always still getting packed, so it's nothing new. Celtic are always going to have a number of international players, but I think at the moment we've probably got a bit more than usual, and all of them are contributing to the team. Yep. So, like in the past, we've had guys that have went on international duty, 
but they might be back part players. There's nobody a back part player in this team right now. It's it's a squad and it's it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, like you make a great point. Yes, we've had international players in the past, and as you said, we'll have reserve players getting called up for mediocre national things, playing bit parts for us as, as a football club. But what it, what I love to see, William, is the progression of these players. Starfelt's come in. <laughs> He's, he took a wee while to hit the ground running, but he's on him and Carter Vickers have built a fantastic partnership, especially domestic level. Greg Taylor's getting recognised for his, his domestic efforts as well because I know we're not getting into that in the beta game, but he's got rewarded. And then, then, you look at Cal Mc, then you look at Cal McGregor. I mean, that mask, Captain Sorry, plays better. But these guys deserve these call-ups. And the form for Celtic just shows that they belong there as well. Do you know what I mean? That, that's what I'm thinking. A hundred percent. You know me, the guys, the regular listeners that have been listening to us for a while, I know what I'm like about the international scene. I know for most uh, most fans of the club, they hate the international break and they hate the players going away. But for me, as a, 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 if you're a footballer, that's the, the pinnacle who's playing for your, your national side. And I think the majority are uh, are in agreement, especially especially players. Um, and it's how it should be. We're, we're a massive club. We should be attracting international players, and uh, like Ross has alluded to with the squad now, um, I mean he's right. There's no bit part players. There might be like we might rotate a bit, but every player's equally as good. And and I'm so pleased to see the likes of O'Reilly and all that getting a getting a chance as well because he's a top top player. And and I mean the guys that have been brought in for Japan is, is I don't think he, I don't think Hatate was getting a game. For the national team, I think no. they was benched, and and um, which is bonkers to me. They must have some talent over there. Um, seeing these guys come in and they're not even getting a start, um, it's magic. That's what we want to see. And then when we watch the big tournaments, I mean, I don't know about you. When I was younger, and watching the World Cup and stuff, obviously Scotland weren't making it there, so you kind of picked a club, and it was always Sweden. You you, you chose yes. because Larson was playing with them, and you got your Sweden top and may <laughs> be. That's what we want. We want you. I, I love to see them. I know. I think Japan have just qualified for the World Cup. So if we yep. don't get there, I will most definitely be getting my Japan top with Kyogo in the back and be watching every game. <laughs> um, that's what it's, we, we love. We love. Like, I think most players will realise that when they come here, and when they come to this club, it, it's a family, and we, we absolutely take them on, and we, we just absolutely adore them, and that's what that's what it is. We want to see them succeed, and um, hopefully they're they're all. They all will succeed at a national level, and um, I'm sure we'll all be supporting them along the way. I think what as well, the manager makes a big difference. Sir, they come in, they believe in themselves more, and they, they perform at a better level. But I mean, Ross, one thing we did see him, Rodzik and Mieta were due to play for Japan and Australia, but both have pulled out of the squads, and a lot of conflicting reports, whether it's injury or tiredness or conditioning. But do you think it's a maybe a smart move? Maybe Pasta Coglu might have been involved in that, or the fitness team. Just to keep, keep them fresh for the, the Glasgow Derby game? Um, well, I don't know if Postacoglu was involved in it because he's on record saying that he wants all his players to, to play international football. He's been an international manager himself, so he, he gets it. But uh, I've th- I heard reports that it was maybe tiredness with Maeda, which, I mean, probably sounds a bit right because if I ran as much <laughs> as he did in the last game, I'd be in bed for about three weeks. <laughs> But, um, he never looks puffed out though. It's no, he's, he's he's a phenomenon in in the sense of his work rate. It's ridiculous. Um, but 
I mean, he, he would like to get another cap for his country if possible, but there'll, there'll be other opportunities. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm selfishly quite happy for him to stay at home. Rogic, I think, uh, after the assault that he got mm. last Saturday, um, I think he was always going to stay at home right. or stay back. Uh, and again, as I said in the last pod, hopefully this uh, two-week break gives him enough time to recover in time for the trip to Ibrox. Yeah, 100%. And also people who are watching along here on YouTube, side of the screen here, Manscaped 20% off. Get on it. Fantastic offer. Goodies all round for everybody. Come up well, to the summer I've never season. looked so good. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you look at it as well, William. Like, the international scene, you look at Mieta, you look at R- Rosics, and remember Kyogo got called up, will he play, what won't he play, that kind of thing. And yes, it's in a selfish sort of way you want these players to stay behind like they have done. But as Ross said, Anz has said that if the player has a chance, he's going to send them for his international mm-hmm. studies. He said it's a pinnacle for anyone's career. So do you think these are genuine truths that they're just a wee bit tired, a wee bit fatigued? Uh, yeah, I think I, I never actually thought about it until Ross said the... Um... <laughs> I'm after ice cream van. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never actually thought about the Roberts one until uh, he was like, I can understand why he's out now. See, to be honest with you, at first, I first thought was like ideal. They're not going away. And that's like, I'm in the same vein as Ange. If you can play for your country, even if you're just on the bench and you've got the smallest chance of getting five minutes, you need to go. It's like, for me, it's the pinnacle. Um, with my Ada, I was... An, an, my first thought was ideal, and then I thought, oh, because this was, it was a big game, wasn't it? It was, it was, a, it was proper qualified. Like the the one of Jam- yeah. Japan qualified for the World Cup fit, so it's a proper competitive yeah. game. It's not just a friendly or. Yeah. So my my second thought was, oh, shit, this might be a bit more serious than I first thought. And then I thought about it more and realised, well, even if they two are out, we'll bring in a bad or an O'Reilly. <laughs> it's not a bad substitution. The squad's big enough. For us to, to compete against anybody anyway. Um, but I can understand the Maeda thing. I mean, he's came through Japan for a full season and just jumped right into us and uh, with no break. And, and his work rate's unbelievable. He's, he's just non-stop after the game. So, um, but like you say, I wouldn't be seeing, I wouldn't see Ange stepping in to stop anybody going anywhere or whatever for fitness on this side. You've seen it yourself when... I, a few weeks ago, they were asking about Rogic coming back from international duty, and they said, "Oh, will he be getting a wee rest?" And he was like, "No, he can rest. He can rest in his. He can rest in his stomach. He'll be playing, and that's it." So I don't see that for answer. That's what made me think. Then, well, it must be. It must be proper. Like my head, it must be knackered or burning or, or, or an injury or whatever it is. Um, the same with Rogic, but like I say, I didn't know. I didn't even think about it until Ross said that he was. He went off injured, didn't he? And it was. It was a bad one. So it makes sense that he wasn't here. Um, because they would both want to be involved in a in a game like that, so yeah, yeah, that's me. I mean, what a, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for that contribution, William. Top lads as always. But what I can see here in the comments, Lanky Lanky sixty seven has come in and said, "Did you see a battle's goal last night against Poland under five minutes? Oh, it was a cracker." Screamer. That's what I meant so, to say as well. Another return. Man. The goal scoring form for Leo Bada is going to do his confidence a world of good. But William, you did mention there that the squad <laughs> is big enough for these kind of injuries or tiredness, kind of fatigue injuries. One player who's come back and a welcome return, we're all glad to see him back in the pits, is David Turnbull. As to the strength and depth of the squad, and 
it kind of begs the question. You look, you look at that midfield. You've got Rio Atate, O'Reilly, Rodzik, Turnbull. Where do you fit these guys all in? I think that adds to the the question for me about <laughs> do you do you play Rogic or O'Reilly? Because for me, Turnbull's a number ten also. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a box to box midfielder like Atate. I know he can he, he could probably play in there, but I don't think he's got as good an engine as others. So. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not the gaffer. I'm glad I don't need to make the decisions uh, because it's definitely a tough one. I think you've got three players that are in that are similar positions there, uh, and every one of them's top notch. Let's not I mean no bones about it. I know Tumble's not played in this massive run that we've went on where we've been flying, but he carried our team uh, the last mm-hmm. three, four, five months last season on his own, pretty much, um, and he's still quality. I mean, he's he's what he scored a hat trick this season already. Uh, <coughs> He's, he's already he's got I don't know how many goals it is in the system total, but it's it's a lot for what he's played. Uh, he's still a quality quality player, and it's it only benefits us that he's coming back in. This is what we're talking about with the squad. I mean, we've been absolutely flying for months now, and we've not even had our best player. Our best player's been injured for three four months now, and we're still scudding teams. That's a scary scary thought for the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. It, it is right. still to come back, and that is a scary scary thought. Yeah, it is Friday. We're going to come on there, Kugel, by, by the way. And also, in the comments, I want you to tap, get involved here about the midfield. Where do you think Turnbull fits in? It's, it's a valid question, Ross. And as William said, they're all similar players already. Number 10, Hatate, probably more box-to-box type of player. Rodzix and and Turnbull added into the mix. They're all number 10s, effectively. But it's great to see him back after that injury. He was out quite a long time. And where do you think he fits in? Do you think he's going to, sounds a bit harsh here, but play kind of Christopher Julian role till the end of the season, maybe bit parts here and there? Um, I, I think it probably will be to be fair uh, and that's no a slant on Turnbull I think uh, well there's Franny saying he's their highest goals contributor for midfield this season could be right could be wrong Ken McFranny's like but I listen there's a place for Turnbull at Celtic still for me He's a really, really good young player, uh, and he was played in the majority of the games at the start of the season when we were struggling for bodies, and he stepped up to the plate and he done the business. He scored goals, he set up goals, and by the way, he's he's a threat for outside the box. He can score for for distance. I don't think we're like blessed with a lot of that throughout the team, um, but I mean it just again. With Turnbull coming back, it just like pays to the, the the depth that we've got, and certainly in that midfield area. I mean, if, if Celtic's squad depth was a swimming pool, Peter Crouch couldn't stand up, man. It's outstanding, man. <laughs> I love it. It's the, the choices that Ange's got at his disposal. Disposal having only had two transfer windows. Is unbelievable it, how yep. how right he has got most of these signings as the reason that we've got such depth because two windows we all said he would need two, three, but we never really thought it would be two that he would get to this level a squad depth and it's we're talking about squad depth because the, the squad depth is like that because his signings have been so good. It, and mm-hmm. everybody it, there's not uh, for me 
okay, there's some that are not quite as good as others in terms of ability and all the rest of it. But in terms of the the team as a whole, it doesn't really take away whoever you bring in because they still know their job, they still do the same things. And when they're all working in unison, it doesn't matter if you're slightly lesser than the guy who's maybe played before you the week before. You're still the, the unit's still doing the same things, yep. and that's 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 just how we're playing so well, and it's not taking away from the team for me at the moment. You took me on a you took me on a journey there, Ross, and was lost in what you were saying because you're absolutely one hundred percent right. I mean, I, th- I think I think it goes back to the, the whole point. Like you look you look at what we had to suffer last season. That to go back to the game, it was chaos. It was unorganized. Players were couldn't be arsed. Cal McGregor saying they don't know what the game plan is. You look at this season with a, a world class coach, coach Impostor Cogley, his world class, in my opinion. The team's well dr- drilled, as Ross said. They know the rules. Anyone can come in and replace the player, maybe to a lesser extent, but still still do the job effectively. And that's great to be there as a team. Do you know what I mean? Would, would you agree with that, William? Definitely. Like, if you told me, like, I think we were all expecting it anyway, but at the end of last season, you're telling me we're going to lose Ayer, Christie, Edward. These guys, these were the backbone of our team for the treble, the quadruple treble seasons. <coughs> Massive Ayer was colossal. Christie was a massive part of that. I know he kind of lost a bit with the fans at the tail end, but I still thought he had, uh, I still thought he was, what he did for us was phenomenal. I think he would thrive in this team as well. It's actually a shame that he went. Edward as well, obviously what he done for the club is, we're losing these guys, um, you're thinking, this is a tough ask, but he's, he's, uh, <laughs> it's incredible he's actually improved the team. It's, um, it's it's absolutely nuts, and what Ross is talking about as well. He's bang on. If you're bringing somebody off, and the next person's coming on, can do just as good a job, if not better. And I mean, not everybody can turn up and, and turn it on every week. The Messi's mm-hmm. and Ronaldo's don't turn it on every week. There's games they go missing. It's just not happening for them. If you can take them off and bring somebody on equally as good, I mean, what more can they want in the squad? Um, exactly. Any football manager fans out there, if you're going to play the now and you're trying to make signings, you didn't want to make signings for Celtic because there's that many players in each position it's magic to see by the way do you know what else I've noticed like while he's saying there like you bring the, most of the time when they're, they're bringing a substitution on right it's, it's almost always not all the time but almost always like for like but you're no annoyed by it because it's no taking away right. from the team if right. Lennon was bringing on like for like, you would be annoyed by right. it because of the, the players he had at his disposable, uh, disposable, disposal, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the players he had, it, there was such a drop off that it, it was so noticeable. And the team were playing so poorly, and they weren't working as a unit. That if he did do for like, you were you were raging, change it up, right. do something to change the game. Whereas Ange doesn't need to do it because he believes. Yeah. He said it himself millions of times. He believes in his philosophy and it works. And it's evident right now that his philosophy is and does is working and does work. And it's just they say that he's like his second season is normally his best season. Oh, I can't wait, man. <laughs> See the thing with that is as well. I've always on this podcast, especially, I've always banged on it, and I spe- and like it all went wrong last year. 
in my opinion, was because it was a matter of like I felt like the Celtic board, the Celtic man, the management team, Lennon came in and he actually I remember Lennon coming in at the time and saying, "I'm not going to change anything." It was actually Kennedy taking the team for the first, however yeah. many games of his tenure, <laughs> because he was like, "Why change anything?" And I've always banged on about that. That's where I thought our downfall was because you've seen it in Alex Ferguson through the years. He wasn't afraid to sell a big name player because it wasn't working and he's and he, he can see what's coming and you need to change it up. And that team, Edward went missing for months. It's because he's turned up every week and he knew he was getting his game. There was nobody there challenging him. So it doesn't matter what he's going to do. Like Sir Christie, there was drop-offs and a lot of the players, but because they were turning up every week, there's nobody any better. Like Ross said, anybody else that's coming in is a massive drop-off. I'm going to turn up. I want you to have one trebles. What you, um, these guys getting too big for their boots, maybe, and kind of taking their eye off the ball and like I say, there's that. What's the word I'm looking for? Can't think of the word I'm looking for. But they're turning up and just expecting to win. Whereas now, if you've got a drop off in training, there's somebody right up your backside mm-hmm. ready to come in. See if I am, especially like say, Robert and O'Reilly, for example. See they two for me. See, like, I can pick a first eleven most like every week, pretty much. <coughs> see they two. I'm like. <sighs> Fling any one of them in. I think they're both as equally as good as each other and I'm happy with both of them playing. So if I'm one of them, I'm like every single week training, busting my balls because I want to be much better than him. That's what makes that's what makes treble winners, champions. Yep. That's what some everybody's pushing each other. And uh, but not to the point where it's like there's animosity. It, it, mm-hmm. we're, we're a team, we're a family. If you're going in, listen, I'll be going, I'll be fucking going in next week. I'll be working yeah. harder, don't you worry about it. And that's what's happening in the squad, and we're, we're just absolutely flying because of that. And like Ross says, it doesn't matter if you like, listen, Roger, you're going to sit out this one, or he's just going to get another three assists next week, right? So it's just magic, everybody that's coming in. And and like I said, we've, we've still got Kyle to come back. When are you putting him in? Jacobacus. Uh, we're we're going to come on to that. <laughs> I'll tell you another <laughs> thing, by the way. See, when, when players have been out for a a period of time, like a long period of time injured, right? When the team is maybe doing all right or no doing quite so well, that player always becomes better, right? But we're playing that well now. That David Turnbull, who was outstanding for Celtic in the first half of the season, has actually become a worse player because O'Reilly and Rogic have been doing so well. Aye, aye. Yeah. And he's not as bad. People are like writing him off. See the amount of people that I, I forgot about him. Aye. I remember a few weeks back, somebody put on, I think it was, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but I, I, Stephen, I shared it, and you and you and John kind of jumped in, and somebody said, what's your, what's your first 11 for Celtic now? And I was genuinely like, I honestly couldn't tell you. And every single one of them, I think even people put benches, and Tumble wasn't involved, because people kind of forgot about the lad. Yeah. This boy, this boy carried us for months last year, and he was outstanding at the start of the season. He scored a hat trick for midfield. This season, people and his delivery that. is exceptional. Outstanding, and like you say, there's no many people on our team. I think Hatati is maybe the only other one takes a pop yeah. outside the box, and that, that, that's, okay. that's a massive thing for me with this team. When we're trying to break teams down and they've got ten men in their own box, take a pop outside the box. Exactly. The exactly. I think he's. I think he's magic, and I think he's 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 got a massive future with us. Still, I think it'll be a massive part of this club, and a, a massive part of Angie's plans. Um, well, I mean, if you if you refer back to, as you said at the start of the season, when Postecoglou, I think it was Love Child, he was in every every single game. 
He was assisting, he was scoring goals, he was even doing the dirty work at some points of the games as well. But I want to get into the comments here a wee bit. Even the Ryan Kelly, even the Brown Warrior, even the Shea 67, everyone's getting into this. And I mean, Brown Warrior said Lenny set up his team in the terms of opposition he was playing, which is true. Very Gordon Strachan esque. And people are saying about players who downed tools last season, like to Edwards. And that, that's very true. He downed tools well before last season, in my opinion. Ryan Kelly kind of backed up. Exactly. Yeah. And then. Someone backed up you, I think it was Ryan. Ryan Kelly backed up you, Ross, in terms of the, the Rangers kind of set of things. It's not as satisfying winning the title without them. He's getting involved in a few wee debates here in the comments, which is good to see, so keep it up. We're, we'll get you, all, get you all involved. But we were <laughs> talking about Jack and Macassar for a wee bit, William, and, and Ross, I'll come to yourself first for this, Ross. In the comments as well, people are saying he scored back-to-back hat-tricks. That's a fantastic stat for any striker to have. It's, it's unbelievable. Kyogo's coming back. This is the big... The big silver, bustling, sunny cloud coming back over to the Celtic Park. The man's coming. Kyogo's coming back. And I said to you guys, is is he going to move Jack and Marcus at the minute, Ross? Or what way is Kyogo going to, going to fit in? And, and I'm not saying that in the way like he's not going to fit in, but I'm saying you can't drop a striker like Jack and Marcus right now. No, you certainly can't. I think it comes back to that, what we've spoke about previously, and where you play the fixture. Uh, now... I'm not going to say Giacomacus is a better player than Kyogo. I don't think he's got as much natural ability as Kyogo. I think he's a more natural finisher than Kyogo. I think that's there's no doubt about that, in my opinion. Um, but I think, again, it's... Again, it's... it's what's he saying? Squad nowadays. Aye, aye. It's, it's bang on, aye. Um, aye. I think that it's a really good problem for Ange to have in terms of Kyogo and Giacomacus. And I, it just goes back to play the fixture. It's like, it's like the midfield. Your midfield three that you play away to Ibrox is probably going to be a different midfield three that you play at home to Livingston. Right. So it's it's the same with your, your front three. And I think he'll, he'll alternate it. And it... At the moment, when he's changing the team every other game, almost every game, and he seems to be getting it right every time. He'll not get it right all the time, and he will get criticised for it. But at the minute, he's getting it right all the time. And Kyogo is a big game player, and I, I think if he's ready and fit enough, he will feature at some point at Ibrox. But for me, I don't think he starts because he's not got enough minutes under his belt. But if you ask me, who's I was going to see if you asked me who's the better player, Kyogo. <laughs> I've said that Kyogo's got more natural ability, but is he a better player for Celtic than Giacomacus? They're totally different. Although they, they're you're looking at them playing the same position, they're completely different players, Aye. and they bring completely yeah. different attributes to the team and the game, but. One thing we do know that is both of them will get his goals. Yep. yep, 100%. I think as well, I mean, Brown Warrior makes a great point here, William, and it's quite interesting. Yakimakis is a proper lead-the-line lead number nine. Kyogo is a winger being developed into a striker. Now, when we obviously seen the clips of Kyogo's goals for his previous team, it was cutting in up the left and the odd time he was playing for the middle, but obviously that due to lack of strikers, he's been kind of 
put in there. He's took to it like a duck in water. He's been fantastic. He, he won us the League Cup single-handedly. Absolutely fantastic performance. And what do you think? Mead has come in. People said he's a left winger, and at the minute he's started in there well. Jada's kind of moved over to the right to accommodate him. Is it a case of Ilaror with Jack and Magnus or Kyogo up front? Um, I, I I think Kyogo's a striker. On he was a winger, turned into a striker, and he did all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think can I, I think I think the first derby game Kyogo played in when they played him out in the left when. The previous six, seven, eight games he played up front, I think it showed what we missed uh, from him. And like you said, he won the he won the league cup for us single handedly. There's no other there's no other player on their team that would have done what he did that night that day. So for me, I think if I manage he's man, he's my number one boy and he's gonna do that. But like uh, Ross said he, he's He's going to play the fixture, and it's it's great to have these options. I reckon the world there'll be times Kyogo will play out in the left, and Gigi will be up front. There'll be times Kyogo will be up top, and Maeda will play left. There'll be times Maeda plays up top. Um, I think Maeda and Kyogo are really similar. I'm really excited by Maeda. I think he's, and a lot of people are saying about how he's no, he's no kind of hit the ground running. I think he has hit the ground running. I think he's been unbelievable since he's came in. He's if you look at his goal scoring record, it's un. And everybody says about how he's the king of shite goals. He's in the right place at the right time for these yes. goals. And that's not a coincidence. He's following uh, up. He knows where to be. Um, I'm really, really excited about my head. I think we've got another Kyogo in our hands. I really, really do. Um, so, I, again, I think it might end up being similar to the to the to the whole midfield situation where it's like Ross was saying. When you bring somebody off and put the other one on, there's not a, there's not a drop-off. There's quality everywhere. Abad has not started the last few games. He's been immense yeah, for yeah. this season. He's coming out to accommodate Maeda on the left and Jota on the right. And by the way, Jota's right back in form again. He was, he oh, was, yes. he was, he was. You could tell he was right up for it. Last I like weekend. him on the right. I, I do too. Um, and I really like Maeda on the left. I think he works hard. He, mm-hmm. he does as much. He's as energetic going back the way as he is going forward. Um, so there's hundreds of options, but like I said before, thank God I'm not a gaffer because how the hell do you drop Giacomacus? You can't. Well, let's be honest there. I mean, with this up, with this kind of level of knowledge here, maybe Lanky67 is going to be the next gaffer at Celtic Football Club. Gigi with two hat tricks, Sutton Fadugan, Naka, Tommy Johnson, Scott McDonald all scored two hat tricks, Hooper got three, Stokes got four, Harson got five, and the King of Kings got 12. Fantastic knowledge, Aaron Lanky. Ah, well, that's, no. a, that's, a, that's a fair question. <laughs> Twelve, I mean, Twelve Patrick's back to back. <laughs> <laughs> he's good, he's good, but come on. Aye, and then Brown Warrior came in there, Ross, and said maybe in the future there could be a slight formation change that he's suggesting 3 4 3. And plenty of. He's, uh, Brown Warrior's desperate for a formation change. He says that in every episode. <laughs> But I think as well, we'll have to we we'll have to understand as well. Like Postecoglou's played different formations with with his other teams. I think with uh, yeah. Yokohama, it was like five three two type formation, like a Antonio Conte type for Chelsea, and then for Brisbane Moor, it was a four three three, which he's doing for us at Celtic Football Club at the minute, which is great to see. But look, we'll move on to the ever closer derby game here, William, on the third of April, our comeback game, and I know we're starting to build up really early, but. Again, it's a slow week of football. 
We're talking about the international boys and stuff. So time to look at some what could be key battles in this game. What's what what would strike you straight away for me? If it's Mac, Jack and Macus or Macus, you know I get that name wrong all the time. If he's starting, he has to upset Goldson and he done that really well in the previous game. Previous game, and then you look at the the midfield battles. But where do you think this game's going to be won, won or lost? Um, I think the midfield battles crucial. Um, I, I honestly can't see them affecting us much going forward. I know that sounds a bit. I just think we're finding out, and they're they're hitting a real sticky patch. Watched them against Dundee uh, last week, and I think if they play anywhere near that, we'll absolutely trounce them. I really, really do. And you know me, I think I'm pretty fair when it comes to um, predicting. But I just I just think we're going to be too strong. Jacob Marcus needs to start for me. He's been immense. He, he, I thought he was close to being man of the match in the, in the last derby game. He didn't even get a goal. I thought he was absolutely immense. His work rate's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> talking about starting lineups, so you can go with anything. I, but... but <coughs> For me, I think I think pretty much the first eleven picks itself, except Rogic or O'Reilly. Mm, yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's, like, it's a... I like Jot on the right, and I like Maeda on the left, um, especially coming back the way to help out. Um, if Tavernier's playing, he plays most of his most of the game up the other end of the pitch, and I think Maeda's <laughs> more than a match for him uh, defensively as well as going forward. So. For me, it would just be a matter of is that Roberts or O'Reilly? Um, but I think every position in the park were far better. I really, really do. I don't think there's. I, I honestly don't think there's. I'm trying to think if there's any player that I would put in the first eleven, and I really, really can't think of anybody. I think we're that good now. I, I don't even know if there'll be a player that would go in a second eleven. <laughs> I think as well. I, th- I think as well. I mean, I mean you, say, you say they're like I that. Again, comes back. That, that, that again comes back to um, the, the depth of squad. Ross Williams saying they're like you can't really think of where we could go wrong. And yes, we've seen the, the former Rangers in Europe, and granted, they've, they've done really well. They've got into the quarterfinal stages of the Europa League, which is a great achievement. But you look at it going into this game. I'm I used to anxious. I was really anxious and nervous for the last derby game, but after was... watching it, it kind of. It kind of put me at ease. It's like a Postecoglou type of fact that when you watch the game, you see his gameplay come out, and that formation chat, by the way, has sparked a whole lot of comments coming in. Jed Thomas, we do play a three-four-three, or our fullbacks push up, and number six drops in, and oh, also true. technical for me. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, you, you, that's true, yeah. you look at you look at this game, Ross, and as always, the old-fashioned midfield battles going to come into play. You've seen their their Welsh linchpin start the, the last couple of games, so maybe he's going to have a part to play in this game, but. How are you feeling? I know it's a, couple, a week a week or so away now, but how are you feeling about it? Um, quietly confident. It's always got to be tough going to Ibrox. And I agree, I think most people agree that most Celtic Rangers games are won and lost in the middle of the park. If you win that midfield battle early on, you tend to get in top and the other team struggles. Most games go like that, but certainly the Celtic Rangers game the fans buy into it as well with the 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 big tackles and the out muscling the guys in the middle of the park and that and it gets gets the team up. But it's it's a big part of that game. But uh, what was your question again? Because I kind of went off on a wee tangent there. <laughs> I said, "How are you feeling?" I know it's still a, a week or so that, away, but how, aye, how's your gut feeling with it? Aye, I'm feeling okay because of the way we are playing. I'm quietly confident. But 
there's always that trepidation and like you've touched on, Rangers have done well in Europe this season, certainly at home. And if they get the fans behind them, and people will say he's not got many as many goals as bloody Carter Vickers or whatever, or as many assists as Greg Taylor, but when Rangers get their tails up, Ryan Kent is a dangerous, dangerous player. And he worries me. He worries me. He does. Uh, but if Rangers, they, they can get their tails up and stuff like that and get the fans behind them. But they've been, certainly in that last game against Red Star Belgrade, they were, they were very, very lucky. It was minute decisions that they, they go far. What is it? How's that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you keep on having a tangent and forgetting what question was asked. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> uh, no, but... <laughs> I don't know if I've done it again. Fucking forgot. Just go to work. Fuck it. <laughs> I think, so by the way, what Ross is saying, I, I, and I know I seem supremely confident there, trepidation is they have been flying in Europe, and I think it's because... They're really good in the counter. The team's coming at Aye. them, which we will do. So there, there's going to be opportunities for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they scored one or two goals. But for me, defensively, they've been so poor in the league the last however many weeks. And we are <coughs> going forward, we look electric. So I just, I just can't see us not scoring goals. And that's plural, not just one more. So they're going to need to come, and I just, I just don't see them scoring more goals than us, which equals a Celtic win, obviously. Brilliant, brilliant conclusion there, wasn't it? By the way, I seen a start the day saying that Kent scored the same amount of goals as Edward in the league this year, and Edward left in August. That is oh, fucking mind blowing. By By the way, can I get goal. Jed to confirm if he was meaning a bass fish or a bastard? <laughs> 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 Quick question to, to you both here and I yes or no or you can elaborate on it Ross come to yourself first if we win this Glasgow Derby game are we winning the league? Could come back to bite me but I think if we win at Ibrox I don't think we relinquish a six point lead with the games that are left and it's certainly because the majority are, are home games yeah, and what about yourself, William? Same question to you. Totally agree. If I think we're in the game, <laughs> Lanky, that's exactly what I was talking about. We we'll, we will attack them, and they're very good in the counter. So there is opportunities for them. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Ryan can't pass, go. It, on. pass it on. Pass it on. <laughs> but I think I think as well, like it comes back to this: if we play our game, Alistair Jack said it there. We play our game, we win, and I think that's how confident this Celtic team makes us. If we turn up. All their star players turn up. There's not really a team in domestic football anyway that can live with the type of stuff we can do. Med on the left potentially just causing havoc for, for their right back, James Tavernier. Diakamak is bullying Goldson and Jada does rip-roaring uh, Barisic. It's, it's, it's so much to look forward to. And I'm just going to say, if we win this, and that potentially, potentially, if we draw it, I still have confidence we'll, we'll win the league title. But that's, this, bring, this brings us 
to the end of the podcast, but we're not going just yet. The, the quiz is back. We're doing the quiz. It's going to be yeah. an inter- international thing quiz. If you want to get involved in the comments, please do. The interaction has been absolutely top nuts. Blanky67, come back in here with me. I'm Martin O'Neill, play the cream buns. I always say that, funny enough. Semi-final, we lost 1-0, but won the league and won two trophies that year. It, all these things can happen. I think people are kind of banking on the travel as well, aren't they? The, 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 the knowledge of the travel, we can still do it's it. So would you be happy? It's so close now, would, you won't. Yeah, but, but would you be happy with the league and the League Cup, Ross? I would be satisfied, yeah, considering <laughs> where we were at the, the beginning of the season. But at, where we are at this moment... I think it's so close and it's so doable because we're playing so well and we're so good that I would be disappointed if we didn't get the treble, but I'd be more than satisfied if we got a double. Yeah, I hope you mean that in a good way, Danny boy. That was a quick 60 minutes like a flu by because we, we certainly enjoyed it. And yourself, William, would you be satisfied with a double? That's a uh, weird word to say now since we're so used to running travels. Much like uh, Ross, I, I think it's such in our grasp now. It's um, just because of the football we're playing and how we're flying. Um, and the squad depth. The squad depth's a massive thing. Before January, we were we were coming up we were coming up to the derby game, and there was talks of Kyogo and Roberts missing it. And I remember saying on a pod, if these two don't play, we are we are fucked. Mm-hmm. And then some things. Squad's massive. Signings came in. And it's just absolutely revolutionised the team. And uh, Ange Postecoglou, what a guy! If we get the that is mind boggling, Alistair. Yeah, if we get the double, it'll be like getting a McDonald's meal and no getting the McFlurry at the end. Your son, <laughs> your son is just missing it. What McDonald's, an if you want to sponsor us like Manscaped, buy it in. <laughs> uh, yes, Manscaped. 20% off. Come on, in the description below. Get on it. Let's go. And Ian McIntosh here always flies in. Danny, it's a sign of a good show. We appreciate all the good mate. comments. Love it. It's unbelievable. But right, let's crack on with this quiz. Same as always. First to three wins it. <clears throat> question number one are you ready yeah man. <laughs> name the first nation to win the new FIFA World Cup trophy three times the new Brazil yeah no Aye. Willie Is it? no no it's not Brazil no France both wrong Germany, Germany. ah of course it's Germany West Germany though Qu- question two which country became the first African team to score four goals in a World Cup during Cameron. the 2014 S- tournament Senegal. in Brazil? Nah, let's go. Willie? I said Senegal. Did you say no? Nigeria? No. No. Algeria? Fucking hell. Oh. Question number three. Fabio Capello, Fabio, Fabio Capello has had seven World Cup finals tournament games as manager. How many has he won? Four. Ross? Three. Two. Oh my Box god! Top, man. First one, oh, man. first one to get anything right wins this because this is going to be a long one. This is going to be a long one. Question four: In the group game against Morocco at the 1986 World Cup, who became the first England player to be sent off in a World Cup match after throwing the ball at the referee? Peter Reid. Nope. Well, it. 86. Wasn't even born yet, but. <clears throat> Fuck knows. Ray oh, Wilkins. Ah, oh, he was angry. By the way, see, see if there was somebody on Mastermind and their special subject was World Cups, they wouldn't get these fucking answers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thomas Jeff did. Thomas. Ah, Jeff Thomas is an enigma. And Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. Now, this is easy. 
Who was the top scorer at the 2014 FIFA World Cup tournament? Closer. Oh, no. Ronaldo. No, it was James Rodriguez. Oh my oh, God! For right fuck's sake. How was that easy? <laughs> Questions. You didn't even count what James Forrest's squad number is. Questions. <laughs> Shut up. Question six. Two teams will play in the 2018 World Cup for the first time. Name both or did play, sorry. For the first time? <laughs> Panama. Oh, yes. That's one. That's one. It's where you were on holiday. It's where you were on holiday. Yes. Yeah. Right, I'm going to have to give that to William because that was six <laughs> questions deeper. Take it, man. That's... <laughs> it's not even embarrassing. It was... Your questions are shite, man. <laughs> I told you it was an... Yeah, I told you it was an No, no, no. No, 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 no. Love it. I told you... I'm not taking that. I told you earlier it was going to be an international theme quiz. You should have at least read something. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I wish you'd have read it in the five minutes that you sent us the topics <laughs> before we came on. No, but again, boys, it's, it's, it's great to be back. I mean, it's a week and a half since I was last on, but... Aye. <laughs> it's good to have you back in the hosting chair. But how do you feel about that one? Was it a good one? The quiz or the pod? Everything you dick. Enjoy, I enjoyed the pod. The quiz was... Shocking. Meh. <laughs> no, I loved it. Loved being back. Nah, it was, it were good questions. It was shite. <laughs> <laughs> loved it as usual. Oh. Loved the interaction. Loved the support. Honestly, really appreciate it. It's mad the way we yeah. are. And I know people will think, I think it's people think that it's, see, when you say like, We've got 35 people watching live, and I think that's brilliant. And people go, You're fucking having a laugh. <laughs> um, but we genuinely do. We just love, we just fucking, this is what we, we just sit in the pub and do this. So doing it in the pod Aye. and having people watching and, and getting involved is, is brilliant. Cheers, Rex, I well, think as well. By the way, sorry. When you go, Steve. Go ahead. No, go ahead, oh, I, was just, I was just going to say that. When you do it on a Friday night, it allows you to go into the wee room, shut the door and have a beer and nobody gets to say anything. Yeah, 100%. And as well, like just just obviously the end of the show, thanks everyone for watching along. Please just get involved with our sponsor, Manscaped, 20% off. You all love it. They've sent us more goodies. It's absolutely fantastic. As Ross said, we're never smelling as good or looking as good. Come on, boys. That's good on a server set off. By the way, it's getting to the stage now that they've sent us that much that much goodies that I'm actually thinking about walking about with my trousers on my head. <laughs> <laughs> just looks better than that. <laughs> Mine's just looks like a fucking eight-year-old's now, though. That's the only problem. Yeah. And as, as well, I'm, I'm going to send in this, on this, in this comment. <laughs> Top pod, lads, you make me uh, laugh, howl. And it's fantastic. We make people laugh and we bring as many people's faces. And until next time, which will be Tuesday at 8 o'clock, back on YouTube, stay well and keep safe. Hill Hill.